Fam.news. Welcome to the Sleep Summit Show, where we uncover bold ideas with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders making waves in the sleep industry. With your host, Mark Kinsley. He is a third-generation furniture and mattress retailer from the Cornhusker State. Kyle Dietz with Dietz Furniture is going to teach us about welded-on jewelry, experiences your competition can't recreate, his experience at Traeger Grills, and what it's like to be in the middle of buying the family business. The Sleep Summit Show begins right now. We get the best reactions from our customers on the Englander products. Katie and I compare a lot of notes when we're helping people in the store. And when we bring them over to the beds, they just lay down on them and they're like, that's it. They don't want to try anything else. Katie and Greg Law, Sweet Dreams Mattress and Furniture. We've gotten just some of the best feedback from some of the Englander beds. We love them because we know our customers are really happy and sleeping well. Learn more and get started today at englander.com. Welcome to the Sleep Summit Show. I'm Mark Kinsley. So happy to have Kyle Dietz on the show today. Yes, we are going to find out where is the strangest place Kyle has ever slept. That's going to be coming up later in the show. And Kyle, it's such a special time because you are in the middle of buying the family business. You know, one of the popular TV shows out there right now is called Succession. So I think a lot of people are in the situation where they're transitioning from having a family business uh, over to what do we do next? Who do we sell it to? Are there family members involved? So we're going to get into that story. And I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. I am uh, super excited to be here and talking to you today. Well, let's start with our Sleep Summit quiz question. Of course, you're going to have to make a guess later in the show. So if you're listening or watching, make sure and have your guess in mind. We'll see how Kyle does. But the question of the day, what percentage of married couples sleep in separate beds? Be thinking. Do you think you have a guess in mind? Or maybe you know this, Kyle. You know, I, I have a guess. Um, but... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Do I need to guess now or should we wait till a little bit? Hold on to your guess. Hold on to your guess and we'll see how you do versus how Kyle does. And then maybe we can make some guesses about why people sleep in separate beds. I think it's been talked about in the sleep realm quite a bit. But Kyle, first of all, give us the lay of the land for your business, Dietz Furniture. You're a third generation furniture and mattress retailer. Like I said, you're in Nebraska. You're in Norfolk, right? That's where your yep. home base is. And it all started with your grandfather emigrating from Germany. Yeah, it's, it's a really unique story uh, for me, I feel. Uh, my grandfather started our business uh, in 1961, um, but his family immigrated from Germany. They left in 1924 as Germany was just kind of, you know, hyperinflation, the whole thing. It was right before World War II and uh leading up to that and it was it was probably i'm just imagining this is not the best time to be in germany at this point so uh they had some family here in nebraska so my grand my grandfather's dad immigrated uh their family over and came through ellis island and uh made their way to nebraska um and my grandpa was born in the united states um but uh, his mom was five months pregnant as they came across on the boat. And so uh, my grandpa was born here in Nebraska and uh, they just made their way over here. And 
you know, living in the 20s and the 30s in Nebraska, the depression, the Dust Bowl, the whole thing. I mean, it you want to talk about grit. It was a it was a struggle from what I understand, just to to survive and uh, to make it a go. So uh, he he really instilled a lot of of those that grittiness into me and our family. Uh, but as he grows, he always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, he, he was always a kind of a salesperson, very engaging person. And I, at the age of 37, uh, he opened Deeds Furniture. And uh, I can just imagine the conversation that he had with my grandma. So I'm gonna set the stage here. So my grandpa, 37 years old, uh, has three kids, three girls, and his wife uh, is pregnant with my dad. And I can imagine that he comes into the house and he goes, hey, Norma, I'm going to start a furniture store today. And he probably goes, or she probably said, the heck you are, you know, or what What are you thinking? Like, this, this, is, this is a huge risk, you know, that type of stuff. And, uh, but you know, from, from my understanding of that, it, uh, she was super supportive, very, very, uh, doing whatever she could to help and just made a go at it. And, uh, he started with, you know, furniture and, and did a lot of floor covering back then and, uh, just really kind of grew the business. And, uh, as it grew, uh, my dad, um, uh, and his brother joined the business, uh, in their early twenties and, uh, grew it. And uh, my dad bought his brother out of the business and then away they went. And uh, that brought me back about eight years ago from today. And uh, I came back and uh, just kind of worked with my dad hand in hand on kind of how to run the business. And uh, and then now we're going to be looking at uh, a buyout here. And uh, we can talk about that here in a little bit. But, uh, you know, kind of the whole thing, the premise of the last eight years is the way I kind of describe it is a relay race, you know? So in a relay race, you have a person standing there or a person running with the baton and the person standing there that you're gonna hand it to. Well, at some point, the person you're gonna hand it to starts running uh, slow at first and then they start running fast. And then when they're gonna pass the baton, you're both running at full speed. And then as soon as you pass the baton, the second person runs and continues to run super fast. And the person behind you just kind of starts jogging and slowing down and that. So it's not a herky-jerky thing. You don't just hand it off and you run and stop. Otherwise, it's very disruptive to your business. And so we've been running that way for the last couple of years where we're both running full speed. And then now we're starting to transition out where my dad's going to start running a little slower and I'm going to continue to run. And uh, it's been super smooth. And that's probably the best analogy I can put it. That is a great analogy. And I think there are probably plenty of family businesses out there where the passing of that baton is pretty clunky. You know, you pass the baton, maybe you drop it for a while, things <laughs> completely shut down and boom, there goes your competition breezing past you. Let, let's talk about that relationship between you and your dad, because that is probably a potentially a very stressful time to be, you know, selling the business and winding down your career and then bringing your, your son and new leadership uh, along in the business in, in a meaningful way. What have you learned from your dad? What's your dad like? My dad is probably the greatest salesperson I've ever met. And, and not in a bad way, in such a great helping way. He has a way with people that is unbelievable. Uh, he will do anything. He, he knows that our store is a retail business. It is forward facing. 
Uh, if you don't sell anything, you're out of business. So nothing happens until we sell something. And uh, so we're always focusing on sales process and that type of thing. But kind of going back a little bit, even in college, when I wasn't part of the business, um, I always had an interest in business um, and just helping people, helping customers, whether they were at my time when I was a rep, you know, uh, B2B or B2C, you know, all that type of stuff. Uh, whatever we're doing, I always had an interest in it. And he always included me on just about anything. I, I was getting copied on emails um, from his marketing company because that was just a passion of mine of stuff that I didn't even, I wasn't even part of the store. But uh, just keeping me included, uh, we talked a lot about the business and just business in general. And it was a lot of fun. And then when, when we joined the business, we have a, an unbelievable, great working relationship. And, uh, you know, we were a family. We're a family business. We're a business. You know, uh, there's a lot that goes into that. But we've always treated each other with respect and had open communication on absolutely everything and it was it was it's it's been a really a great treat and um it's it's a lot of fun and i'm still going to call on he's still going to be an advisor to this business that's for sure as as long as he's going to be alive so um it's just been a it's been a great run talk talk to people about the scope and the size of your business your footprint anything you can give us to paint a picture of the size of the business and and what you yeah. do. We didn't yeah, really get so, into that. Yeah. So we're in, in North Fork, Nebraska, which is in the northeast part of the state. We're about 100 miles uh, northwest of Omaha. Uh, we sit on eight acres of property and we're right along US Highway 81. We have two buildings. Uh, one is a 12,000 square foot budget furniture and mattress. It's an outlet concept. And then we have a 72,000 square foot building that uh, holds our Dietz furniture and an Ashley home store. So it's subdivided there. And then the back 25,000 foot of that building is our on-site warehouse. So we're, we're all right in one location there. And, uh, you know, we have about 27 employees right now. Um, and we have dedicated sleep specialists in our sleep centers. Um, and, uh, we just, uh, you know, go after the business. Um, you know, we're, we're small enough that uh, we can be nimble and quick and, but yet we're organized and big enough to where we can make a meaningful impact to our community and our customers and able to deliver a good experience. Let's talk about that impact that you make on the community and the ways that you think about business and bringing the community together. Because I, you told me a story and we teased it at the very beginning of the show by talking about Kyle was going to give us a little bit of information about welded on jewelry, which I had never heard of, but let's zoom out and let's set the stage a little bit because at Dietz Furniture, you are involved in the community and you're wanting to create experiences for people that go beyond price and item. Talk about one of these specific experiences and maybe the philosophy behind that. Yeah, absolutely. So we were just brainstorming about how we can create a memorable event for our customers that is not a 399 mattress or a 299 recliner. Um, and we just kind of brainstormed a few different ideas and we settled on having a ladies night out. Uh, that is our core customer. Uh, the female customer, especially on the furniture side, drives a lot of that decision making in the process. And what better way to just have a fun night out that's, you know, wine and cheese, you know, pop up shops, different vendors and everything. So 
we kind of got the ball rolling on that. Um, and we did it at the beginning of February. And if you're in Nebraska in February, you're about two months into winter and you're about done with winter. You're ready for spring. You want to get out and you want to do something, but yet it's still, you know, 15 degrees and snowy outside. So uh, we came up with this concept and uh, I made a few phone calls. Um, I'm the the chair of our chamber right now, of uh, the board of directors. So uh, I'm very involved in that way, but I just have a lot of, you know, connections with local businesses just because it's just who I am. It's where I shop. It's what I do. And, and uh, so I called a few people and uh, said, hey, we want to create an event at our store. We'll give you the platform. We'll promote it. We'll do everything. I just want you to show up. It's not going to cost you anything. Um, and you can bring, you know, we had a boutique that brought their clothes and, and different things. And we had a, a wine store that did a wine tasting and cheese and had a, a station set up there. And then um, our merchandiser and our buyer came to me and, uh, you know, she's in her upper 20s and just did a, a great job of, of what she's done. But she goes, hey, we need to have this welded on jewelry. And I go, welded on? Like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. And she goes, it's it's super trendy. People love it. And I've been to an event where they've had it and it's super busy and it's awesome. I said, okay, make a phone call, see what you can get. And so they made a phone call and uh, got this person, uh, their, their group here and uh, set up a shop. And apparently you buy jewelry. It's like bracelets. You're buying bracelets or necklaces. Um, so just imagine a bracelet without the clasp and you buy it by the inch and they put it on your wrist and then they just kind of like tack weld it or do some like little welding. So then it's a loose bracelet and it's just there until you want to take it off. So people wear them for 90 days, six months, year, whatever. And uh, I didn't know anything about it. I thought, oh, well, this is kind of cool. I mean, that'll be neat. Add another element to the night. And I tell you what, they had a table of three seats set up. And for two hours straight, there wasn't one minute where all those seats weren't full. And I mean, they're, they're selling these for $75 a piece or something like that. So, I mean, it was, it was great to see them have huge success. It was just a great energy all the way around, you know, and just a very casual atmosphere where they can just experience our store and walk through and, and see all the accessories, sit on the furniture in a, you know, in a quote unquote, non-traditional selling experience. I mean, it's just being there and it's going to make an impact. We feel that that is a memorable moment that they will never forget, hopefully, uh, that they had a great experience there. And if the jewelry still stuck to them in six <laughs> months or a year, they're always going to be thinking that happened at Dietz. Exactly. This, is, uh, this is my Dietz welded on jewelry. Now, going down that rabbit trail for just a moment, how do you get the jewelry off whenever you are ready to remove it? You just rip it off and hope the welded seam or the soldered seam unclasped? I guess. It, I mean, and, and most of this jewelry is very small. It's like, you know, kind of a very small little gold chain or silver chain or whatever it is. Uh, but apparently if it you just take it off when you're done with it or it falls off or I don't know, um, but I, I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that'll be the update. When you come back on the Sleep Summit show, we can revisit that. Uh, if you're just hopping in, catching up with us, Kyle Dietz with Dietz Furniture, uh, nice enough to tell his story about uh, being a third generation furniture and mattress retailer, talking about the experience of you know, his family immigrating from Germany and his his dad being born into the furniture and mattress business. Uh, 
Kyle, I got to get into this idea a little bit of this customer experience that you described, because we're talking about welding on jewelry and the ladies night out and the wine and cheese. And those are experiences that, like you said, are non-traditional. It's not somebody coming in uh, where they need a new mattress or they need new furniture necessarily, but they get exposed to your brand. How does that set you apart from your competition? I think it's very difficult for your competition to replicate those type of things. Um, so we're always looking at trying to make memorable experiences that either a big box retailer or somebody can't replicate very easily. Uh, we're leveraging our, our connections within the community, uh, being active in the community. Those type of things are great. Um, and then we're just kind of trying to take that to the next level. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Um, we're always thinking of different ways, but there's a, you don't go into a furniture store very often or a mattress store very often and doing it in a way that is very non-threatening um, and just having an experience where you can go with friends or just getting, having them a reason to see it. Cause we feel that we do above average on our display and just the whole experience when you're in there. And we just don't get enough people to see it. You know, if you're a Walmart or a Target, you have a tremendous amount of traffic. That's why end caps work and all this type of stuff, because you could put anything there and you're just going to get so many eyeballs on it. We feel we have a great store where you could almost treat it like it's a home show where you could come and see the latest trends and whatever you want to see, but we just don't get enough people there. So we want to try to do events, uh, whether it's, you know, ladies night out or, you know, our local chamber does a thing called business after hours and uh, we get all the local business leaders there at, you know, 530 to come in and, and hang out. And we have a, an event there and those travel around to different businesses. But uh, just those type of ways to just get people to know you as a person. So when they need a mattress or when you see them at, you know, a meeting, a school board meeting or whatever, you know, a, a Sunday school, whatever. I mean, it, it's with your kids, soccer practice, all this type of stuff that you're known and it, those barriers are down. They can just text me like, Hey, what, 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 what do you have? What can you get me in? And you just become that number one choice. You'd be the guy. Like I've, yeah. I've got a guy that helps me with whatever cars. I've got a guy that helps me with guitars, whatever you, you gotta have your guy. Or your Absolutely. Gal. And in this yep. case, you, you become the guy or the gal like, Oh, this is my person. I call whenever I have this issue to solve furniture, mattresses, something for mom, people moving, lake house, whatever that transition is, you're going to be there to help them in a transition. This is what yep. I always tell people too, Kyle. When people come in and buy furniture and mattresses, most of the time they're going through some sort of transition. And transitions from an emotional standpoint represent change and fear. A lot of times the companies change. So people are looking for an assurance of an outcome. So they want their guy. I want to have my guy. I trust him. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's what we're trying to, uh, to get. So we're just known in the community that, uh, we're, you know, the, the retailer of choice. And, uh, if, if I can make enough connections when that happens, those processes go much smoother. Now you still have to back it up and deliver and, you know, deliver a great experience with great products and great people and everything like that and have great processes. But, uh, you know, it, it's much easier and it's actually more fun. You know, it's, it's more fun to have an event and these type of things and be involved in your community because you feel you're, you're getting stuff out of it just as much as they're getting out of it. And uh, not to say that traditional marketing isn't fun, 
But, you know, when you can make a human connection, that's, that's a great thing. I couldn't agree more. That's why I do the events that I do, you know, sleep summit, the dream camps, it's all about having those connections and that happens in person. And I think we saw what that vacuum and that lack of personal connection feels like, you know, over the past several years when, when we were disconnected in, in such a significant way, um, as you connect to the community and you connect to your employees and you connect your products to the life-changing benefits that they deliver. Let's go to the mattress for a moment. How do you think about sleep and how do you think about the connection between sleep and the mattress? How do your people talk about it with your customers? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we feel very strongly that sleep is one of the main pillars of an overall healthy lifestyle. And uh, if you're not sleeping well, uh, your relationships are going to be strained because you're a little bit more edgy. If you're not sleeping well, your health might not be there. Uh, which means that you can't spend time with your kids or grandkids or your friends or anything like that. And I think the industry has gotten a lot better in the last five to 10 years uh, on moving away from more of price and item to let's talk about sleep. Let's talk about what are your issues? You know, um, when people come in, I just, I just assume that they're not sleeping well. So I said, you know, we, we have those conversations, you know, um, are you sleeping, you know, do you sleep hot? Do you, you know, do you, is there, you know, sleep apnea? Do you have any of these type of things that maybe we can talk about finding a solution and a sleep system that helps, you know, solve some of those problems? You know, I'm not a doctor, but I can sure help and, uh, you know, alleviate some of those uh, symptoms. Have people been receptive to that conversation? And the reason I ask is because I have mixed feelings about our position in the mattress industry in relation to sleep, because I know that it's an important conversation. If you had a chance to talk to a family member only once every eight years, let's say, which is the typical amount of time people are waiting between a mattress purchase, that's going to be a very important conversation you're going to have. You're going to make sure you impart them with knowledge or information or the emotion that you feel around what you need to communicate to them. Well, that's what's happening with a mattress shopper. So they come in, are they looking for a piece of equipment? Are they typically looking for better sleep? Do they trust, you know, a sales associate at a mattress and furniture store to actually help them with that? Or is there a little skepticism? What is your experience? Uh, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, you know, we really try to lay out the process of how this is going to work in kind of a very non-threatening way. So they come in, you know, I'm assuming they're after a mattress. We just have a couple conversations, you know, get through the, all the, you know, is this for a spare room or is this for your, for your, for yourself? And so once we do that, then we just kind of set the stage and say, Hey, we're just going to do a sleep test here. Let's just focus on the feel. And uh, we take them to an area where we have, you know, you know, soft, medium, firm, and just kind of, you know, introduce that feel. All I'm focusing on is the feel of the bed. And uh, we're not talking price, we're not talking anything. I don't even introduce a power base at this point. Um, and we just have that conversation. And then at, from there, we can kind of move them around in the showroom and kind of just see what we uh, can do to kind of figure out what might fit them the best, um, introduce them to some different technologies. Maybe it's a, an all foam mattress. Uh, maybe, you know, it's a quilted top hybrid. Maybe it's a smooth top hybrid. 
Uh, there's just a lot of different options that uh, work out there and uh, we should try to find them the best solutions. So most of the time when you just keep it in a very non-threatening way, we have a much better success. We get a few people that are still very standoffish sometimes, but uh, for the most part, people are there, they know they need a new mattress and we're just gonna really try to help them with that. Well, and it seems like you're connected to your community. It seems like you're known for kind of the heart of the business. And I know when we talked before, you said something that stood out to me and it seems really simple, but I want you to pay attention here because Kyle can explain it for you. The little things are the big things. What's an example of that? You told me the little things are yeah, the big so things. That was yeah, so my dad, uh, growing up in business, as long as I can remember, said, the little things are the big things. And, you know, that might mean just picking up a piece of trash on your way into the work. That might be just taking care of the details to make sure your store is, is uh, showroom ready and retail ready. Um, all those little things, if you are disciplined in the little details, it gives confidence to the customers that they're at the right store that they're buying from the correct person because you can buy a mattress just about anywhere. And if you take care of these little details, we firmly believe that that not only gives customers confidence, but it's going to earn you more business and repeat business because uh, we all do, you know, everybody listening to this is probably uh, does a tremendous job with their stores and how we separate ourselves and just always constantly thinking about the little things are the big things. And uh, you take care of those little details. The big stuff will, will just take care of itself. Let's take care of a little detail right now. And that is a detail around where is the strangest place Kyle Dietz has ever slept? That is uh, an interesting question. I, I'm probably going to have to go with this one experience that I had with my brother-in-law. Um, we were just, uh, my wife and I had just got married. We were in our early twenties. And, uh, he goes, Hey, uh, he's really into outdoors and I love, you know, hiking, fishing, you know, upland bird hunting, that type of stuff. And he goes, Hey, we're going to go Turkey hunting and we're going to camp and we're going to go up in, you know, North central Nebraska. There's great turkeys up there and everything. I go, well, I've never gone Turkey hunting before. This is going to be great. And, uh, he goes, yeah, but we're going to be sleeping in a tent and it's going to be awesome. And I said, okay. Uh, that sounds great. Let's, let's do an adventure. Uh, we get up there. Little did he know that, uh, it was probably, I don't know, it was way too cold and I'm not a camper. Like I'm not a tent camper. I, I don't have all the gear. I, I think it's cool and everything, but I, I am way underprepared for this, <laughs> this guy, this evening. And so we get there we set up camp and we do our thing and, and he's kind of leading the thing. And, uh, so we go and, and we wake up and, and I, I don't think I had frostbite on my nose, but it was so cold that night that I will never forget how lumpy the ground was. I was, didn't have a sleeping pad or anything under the sleeping. I mean, it was, I was so grossly underprepared for the weather at, uh, that was probably the most unique experience that we were at, uh, doing in there and that turkey. And camp. then you were, so that, that's my, that's my craziest story. And then you were expected to get up and shake it off and go hunt after that. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, you know, it, it was just, it was a unique experience and, uh, you know, I was probably not taking care of the little things there on, on being prepared. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the little things became big things on the adventurous, uh, camping trips.
Well, hey, let's yes, let's uh, let's also let's let's go back to our sleep summit quiz question of the day. Here, let's get your guess on this. What percentage of married couples sleep in separate beds? I'm gonna go with nineteen uh, percent. Ooh, you're very close. So nineteen percent would come out to about one in five. Uh, it's one in four. So twenty five percent of couples are self-reported to sleep in different beds. Now, as you know, there are a lot of different reasons why that is. Maybe somebody is a massive sleep disruptor. You know, they snore really badly or toss and turn. Uh, sometimes there's comfort differences in the mattresses. And so I'm going to go into the guest bedroom and you go in this bedroom. What, what else do you hear when it comes to couples sleeping in different rooms? Yeah, those, those are the biggest ones. Um, you know, sometimes if they work, you know, different work schedules, one works overnights, one doesn't, you know, the, the, the timing of, you know, that type of thing, if there's some overlap is it, difficult, but, um, honestly, I didn't realize it was that high. I thought I, my guess was actually higher than, than the norm, but, uh, you know, that's a, that's a real conversation and a real thing that most people, uh, you know, or some people, I guess, deal with. Do you see a lot of people coming in looking at split twin XL mattresses for different comfort preferences or different adjustability preferences? We're seeing more and more every day. Um, you know, 10 years ago, adjustable bases were, were just not that big of a thing. They were, they were very expensive in relation to the mattress. And now the prices have come down um, on, on adjustable bases. And we're seeing more and more, uh, probably more than I than I expect, um, because they've heard about it. Uh, you know, there's some, some online, uh, people that are pushing those, um, you know, with different technologies and different things. So people are getting more and more exposed to it. And, uh, they, they definitely, I, we, we always show one on our floor. Uh, we have a, a twin extra long, uh, dual adjustable King set up on our floor and all our floors to make sure that we can at least show it and see it. People can experience it, but uh, yeah, we're getting more and more every day. Yeah, that's the trend line. On a previous episode of Sleep Summit Show, we had an adjustable base. Uh, the president of an adjustable base company, his name's Guy Perez. He's with Ergo Motion, and he told uh, us that the attachment rate currently, by all estimates, is at about fifteen percent. So, for every wow. hundred mattresses sold, there are fifteen adjustable bases to go along with that. How's your attachment rate or is it still kind of a new category for deets? No, it's uh we show adjustable bases on every bed that we show with the exception of our twin and our twin rack. So we we are firm believers of giving the the presentation and talking about it and just how it can change the overall comfort of the mattress. It's amazing when you just tell somebody, hey, I'm gonna move your head up and your feet up just a few inches. Uh, it just takes all the pressure off your lower back, your hips, your, your everything, your shoulders. And, um, and then they sit there for a while and then you're like, Hey, I'm going to move you back flat and it's going to feel probably very uncomfortable. And then you can't even imagine that you slept flat your whole life. And so at least that conversation starts it. Um, but to answer your question, um, we do track it. We'd like to be better. We're probably slightly above average of what you just quoted there. Um, we would like to be much better, but um, it is something that uh, we're seeing as a, as a growing category for customers being receptive to it um, and asking for it. Well, it sounds like you've got a great customer base that trusts you, that trusts your staff, your employees. You've been around a long time. Kyle, thanks for sharing your story with us. D did we not get to anything that you wanted to share? 
No, I think that's that's really it covers a lot of it. So I, I was super excited when you reached out and, uh, you know, was grateful that we could connect and, and talk mattresses. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Kyle, for being here. Best of luck as the transition, as this relay race continues forward and you fully uh, take over the company. We will want to check in with you here down the road. So you have to come back to the Sleep Summit show to give us an update uh, whenever you have officially um, rounded up all, all those small things becoming big things that become you owning the business. And like you said, you're very lucky that uh, you've got a built-in advisor that's going to be very, it's gonna be very difficult for him to get away from you. Absolutely. And uh, it's, it's, it's a great thing. Um, he's been in it 40 plus years and uh, he, he's, uh, he's a great mentor role model. And uh, we're just, he's moving on to another chapter, still going to be very active uh, and in, in other things, um, but very excited. And uh, I'd love to stop back again sometime and chat with you. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for being on the show.